Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sideshow, where I do math on your questions that you don't have to because we all know that only a freak would enjoy doing math. Now, let's take a look at one thing I want to talk about, which is that we are a podcast and not just a YouTube series. If you want to take a listen on SoundCloud or on other platforms soon, check out the description below the video. Let's get into the actual question themselves and the answers thereof. Hunter Langley asks, how much gold is it worth it to wait for in the shop? to buy boots and still make it back to lane at the same time as if you left immediately without boots. Now, here's someone who understands that time is money, and uh, let's talk about it. Of course, it's worth pointing out that, yes, it does depend on what tier of boots you're buying, what lane you're going to, and how fast your champion already is. Those are the important factors. Uh, I went and measured how long the lanes are. It's about 8,000 units to get an XP range for mid lane, and just over 10,000 units to get into XP range for a side lane, like top or bottom. Ultimately, here is the data table for walking back to mid lane. Champions have between 325 and 355 base movement speed. And if you're sort of reading these columns, it's, it's upgrading one over the other. So um, the quick TLDR is if you're walking back to mid lane, you save about a second and a half by buying tier one boots. Um, that's not a long time. You can wait a second and a half and it's, it's you know, roughly equivalent. Um, if you upgrade from Boots 1 to Boots 2, like let's say from Boots of Speed to Mercury Treads, you save just over one second, less than one and a half seconds. If you're going to have Boots 2, you know, you're an AD carry in mid game and you upgrade to a Zeal for 5% bonus move speed or any other item with 5% move speed on it, you save one second. Um, the final point to bring up is as a support, if you are grabbing Moby Boots and running out to lane, uh, that over Boots 1 is about four and a half seconds. Uh, that's for mid lane. The nice thing about going and playing top or bottom lane is that it's a longer lane, so the amount of time you save is actually quite a lot longer, right? You save about two seconds for Boots 1, one and a half upgrading to Boots 2, about one and a half upgrading to Zeal, and almost six seconds. You save almost six seconds if you upgrade from Boots 1 to Mobies and run down a side lane. So that's how much time you save. Um, so if you want to memorize the data table or if you want to follow me on Twitter and just simply look at the photos there, I will have these charts up on my Twitter as well. For anyone who does listen on audio, you can follow my Twitter at Riot Freak. There'll be stuff there. Otherwise, you've got them on your screen, of course. But that's how much time you save. Now, the question is, is it immediately easy to infer that? Well, there's one other sort of bit of thing we can talk about, which is uh, how much gold do you actually earn over time? Um, and you earn almost exactly two gold per second. It's, you know, off by a couple percent based on game time and what role you're playing and whatnot, but essentially you earn two gold per second. And so if you're saving one and a half seconds um, on buying boots and walking the lane, if you're three gold off, it's worth it to wait. Otherwise, you are technically getting to lane slower in general. Again, Mobies are a lot faster, so you can wait like 12 seconds, or sorry, you can wait for 12 gold to get Moby Boots and get to lane on time. Um, you can kind of break all these down, right? Just like multiply the time spent by two. That's how many, it's how much gold you can wait for. Great, right? Fairly easy, but I think a cool question and one that I didn't really inherently know off the top of my head, but now we do. Also, we know that it's 8,000 units to get to mid lane and 10,500 to get to a side lane. This is assuming you're going to about the midpoint of the lane with outer turret still up and you want to get an XP range. You can, you know, push slightly farther or back you know, farther forward or backwards if the lane is pushed, obviously. All right, so next up we have another question and it's also a good one. Nathan Craig says, I really want a graph to see when it's more efficient to buy health 
or resistances. Nathan, ask and you shall receive. So behold, here is a graph. Now, a couple things to point out again is that ranged and melee champions, and actually, to be fair, every champion in general has their own sets of differences. Um, in general, ranged champions have slightly, slightly less health, um, moderately less armor, and then less MR and less MR scaling, whereas melee champions have more health, uh, more armor, and more magic resist, especially magic resist scaling. There's a couple things I want to talk about here before we really, really break down into the individual parts of the numbers here, which is that um, ultimately health is best early game because if you think about it, right, you spawn with like 500-ish health and end with like 2,000 health, right? Your, your health quadruples, which means just sort of by definition, health is only about one-fourth as good late game as it is early game, right? We talked about the sort of... Um, diminishing marginal utility of of buying attack speed and armor and MR before. Um, this is sort of even more true with health, uh, where you're just sort of directly comparing to the baseline, right? So that's going to generally lose sort of percentage value very rapidly. With armor and magic resist, it's not quite the same. Um, it Even if you were to like double or triple or quadruple your armor, that is not as severe a loss of marginal utility. Um, as it would be with health. Uh, generally speaking, I would say that uh, armor and magic resist, not only because of the way the stat works, but also just the, the numbers you are given as a champion, uh, they don't fall off as hard. So what this means is that early game, health is very good, and late game, less good, though still good. And then by comparison, early game, armor, and magic resist aren't all that good, but by late game, they, they are, at least comparatively. Let's talk about that in a bit more sort of specific scenarios, okay? Uh, and we're just looking at range champion stats right now. You know, they, I basically just took like the median range champion and the median melee champion and said, okay, what is the marginal utility of uh, 400 gold of this stat go? All right, let's talk about this a little bit, right? So basically, if you spawn with 500 gold, or sorry, if you bought 500 health and you buy 400 gold worth of health, you're getting a solid like 28% more health. And that's like really, really good. And that beats everything you could ever possibly buy. If you're ever, and it's by the way, why like Doran's Shield, Doran's Blade, and Doran's Ring all have flat health on them. Even if you could buy Cloth Armor, or even if you wanted to buy Null Magic Mantle or whatever, it's not worth it because just the strict bonus health that item gives is just simply better. And it's better by a lot. Um, if you ever have to take a quick recall early game and you've seen like a Cassadin, you know, take a 800 gold recall and they buy, you know, Ruby Crystal and Sapphire Crystal, uh, that's because the Ruby Crystal is really, 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 really good. Flat health is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly good early game. It is by far the best defensive that you could buy. Early game health is absolutely amazing. Um, as time goes on, and, and one other thing to point out as before we move on really quickly, is that health obviously works against both physical and magical damage, right? It works against everything. Whereas if you buy a cloth armor or you buy a null magic mantle, it only works against physical or magical damage, um, which means it's inherently essentially half as useful. Now, yes, some games you're against 5 AD and you want to buy a bunch of armor and that's great, wonderful, sure thing, that's cool. But if you kind of take a look at the graph and I can kind of explain the breakpoints to you as well, that pure health is better than pure armor for the first like several levels of the game, we're talking like the first eight to nine levels, even if you're against Talon, 
or Zed or someone else who's basically pure physical, uh, raw health is better for the first eight to nine levels than raw armor, even against the pure physical damage champion for the average, the median ranged champion. Some champs have more armor than others, some have less than others. The numbers move around a little bit, don't get me wrong. Oriana has like very low armor, for example. But in general, in general, this is true. Um, armor slowly devalues over time because champions gain about three and a half armor per level, but still health outs sort of outstrips uh, how much less value it gains. Um, Magicus, by comparison, is a little bit flatter. And for fun, let's go ahead and look at the melee champion uh, graph instead. It's very similar. The numbers really aren't that different. Champion base stats really aren't that far apart across champions. And even ones who are, these sort of tenets still hold true, so you're not really changing that much about it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, early game health is way better. Um, against the specific damage type, you're looking at maybe level 6-ish is when Magicist is better than health just as a pure swap for magic damage. Around level 8 is roughly when the swap is for physical damage. Again, it'll depend on the champion you're playing, but it'll be roughly accurate. Level 6 for magic, level 8 for physical. Um, but then again, to once again reiterate, health works against both. Armor and MR only work against one kind, one kind of damage. And so looking at, let's say, you know, an example level 18 melee champion where you're getting 7% more health from health and 10% more health from armor, well, if at least like, 35% of the damage incoming is magic, you're kind of still better building health. Okay, so enough of those direct comparisons, enough of the, like, the direct math. Let's talk about a couple other small things that matter here as well. Um, there's an elephant in the room, which is ways of gaining pseudo-health is way more common than ways of gaining pseudo-armor or magicus. And what I mean by that is, let's say Janna shields you, or Soraka heals you, or you hit barrier, or summoner heal, or you have Ravenous Hunter, or a Bloodthirst, or any of those things. Those things are all multiplied by armor and magic resist. Even your basic health regen multiplies with armor and magic resist. So you can look at these numbers and say, wow, health is so much better. But, but, buying health doesn't make your, you know, two health per second base health regen any better. You just have 500 more HP and that's fine, whatever. But if you have 30 more armor, your two health per second is really more like 2.6 health per second. It's about 30% more. At a certain point, that moves the needle. It, it makes a difference. If you heal for 10 health per auto attack, well, that's 10 more raw health, right? So when you're saying, well, when you only have 600 HP, you know, buying some health is only so good, but if you have 900 HP, it's less good. It's like, well, essentially, lifesteal puts you at 900 HP instead of 600, right? Um, the more ways you have of gaining raw health or even just blocking raw damage, aka shields, the further better armor and magic exists get. So that's another thing to look at, another thing to kind of delve into a little bit. Um, the more you're good at regeneration, the more you want that. Similarly, if your opponent has Sork Shoes or a Serrated Dirk or other forms of Flat Pen, that furthers up the value of Armor and Magic Resist. Again, you want to counter Flat Pen by building Flat Resistances. On the other side of that coin, if they have a Void Staff or a Last Whisper or they're Darius or have a Black Cleaver, something like this, it goes the other way. You have less value in buying armor and magicist, and you have more value in buying raw health because it 
just diminishes the value of those stats. There's still a breakpoint where it's better, but that breakpoint gets moved. We talked about that in the last video. One other minor thing is flat true damage. Things like ignite tend to make health valuable because of course armor and MR don't do anything against them. Um, one other point to bring up is percent health true damage. So things like veins, silver bolts, um, but also things that have percent health costs and percent health gains like Dr. Mundo's ultimate. Um, Dr. Mundo is only a health stacking champion because Q, W, and E have flat costs. The passive and the ultimate do not care if you buy health. The ultimate does not care what your health pool is. You simply take, what is it, like a quarter of your current health in essentially true damage, which bypasses health you buy and bypasses armor MR you buy, and then heals you for up to 100% of your max HP, which, by the way, multiplies on health and multiplies on armor MR because you have to take real damage to take damage to your health. Um, so I want to get that out of the way real quick, is that like both Mundo's passive and Mundo's ult do not directly scale with health. They scale with literally every defensive stat in the game. Get that one in your mind. All right, that's basically it. That kind of covers health, armor, and MR when it's efficient to buy them. Again, we have numbers here. You can get them on my Twitter. You can get them here in the video. Uh, and in general, there's the kind of ideas to keep in mind. Health is better early. Resists are generally better late. But make sure you have some of both because you, you do want some of both. All right, we have one final question to go over, which is that Observer asks, what is the actual value of crit chance? How much damage am I losing by getting a defensive item over hitting 100% crit? Well, the question, as we've all asked ourselves, is to crit or not to crit. That is the critchin. Wasn't my joke. I had to read it. It was in the script. Anyway, um, it's kind of interesting. So for reference, I'm using a level 18 Aphelios with his standard rune page and his standard item build, which is Infinity Edge, Hurricane, and Phantom Dancer. Uh, sitting there, level 18, standard runes. He's, level, yeah, he's ready to go, right? He's got that build, and he's like, what do I build next? Berserker Greaves, by the way, also part of this build. Um, for more ease of math, the, the Doran's Blade has been sold, just, just for ease of math. Okay. Um, well, the real quick thing is that the last 25% crit chance is 16% more auto-attack damage. If you have the Infinity Edge crit damage modifier for two and a quarter, um, going from 75% crit to 100% crit is simply 16% more auto-attack damage. Now, unless you're Zaya, it does not multiply your spell damage. It doesn't multiply how good your on-hit effects are. So if you're someone like, let's say, Varus, doesn't affect the W. You know, Kaisa, the same way. It's just your raw auto-attack, you know, AD, attack speed, that stuff. Pretty flat stuff, pretty easy stuff there. Okay. Um, so that's just the crit, right? That's 60% that's that's more damage. What's important, though, is the actual item you are buying. And we've got a big sort of wide bar graph here, which says, okay, what is your, what is your DPS if you don't build any additional offense? What is it if you build Stormraiser, if you build Essence Reaver, Lord Donnick's Regards, Bloodthirster, Garden Angel, Mercurial Scimitar, and Death's Dance? Um, those are the options that I feel like are probably in your mind for things you would likely buy. Um, do you want to put an asterisk here? This is the DPS before armor, because outside of Lord Dominic's, we are not comparing armor values because we're only caring about physical damage anyway. Uh, but Astros kind of in the back of your mind, like, hey, by the way, you're not actually doing 1100 DPS. Um, you're doing 1100 DPS divided by their armor, basically. But this is, this is going to be a, a fair comparison. Um, don't worry about it. There's an Astros for Lord Dominic's. We'll get to that later. Um, it's worth pointing out that if you go for a really good, efficient, crit item, like Stormraiser or Essence Reaver, it is 50% more auto attack damage. 
going from item three to item four and not stopping down for something really, really defensive. Like if you're going to go something really absurd, like say um, a Randuin's Omen, which I'm not saying you're going to buy, but like if you really were, um, 50% more auto attack damage to get up to Storm Razor or Essence Reaper. That is very, 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 very good. That's counting the attack speed gain, the attack damage gain, the crit damage gain, whichever. The damage is fairly similar. They're, they're both pretty close together. I still a pretty, pretty big fan of Essence Reaper, but 50-something percent more damage is a really, really big deal. That is the sort of potential upside you are losing if you're not going for that. By comparison, a Bloodthirster is about 36% more damage. Pretty good, don't get me wrong, but there is still that extra, you know, 14% you're giving up. Now, that's not massive. Again, if you're okay with only getting 36% more damage instead of like 52% more damage, then sure, go Bloodthirster. If you're going to go, let's say, you know, Mercura Scimitar, over anything else. Mercurial Scimitar is only 23% more damage. Um, and, and so it is kind of worth realizing that um, if you are going a defensive option, if you're going towards something like Scimitar, it is half as much further damage as going Essence Reaver because that extra crit chance is really, really, really valuable. Um, so that is the very short, exactly how much are you giving up? you could have gotten a 50% more modifier, you got a 25% more modifier instead. And that's fairly relevant, right? Um, so just to kind of keep that one in mind. Uh, now, the idea of defensive items is brought up. We'll get to that in a little bit. The one other asterisk I want to bring up is Lord Dominic's regards. Um, essentially, if you're, any, if you're in any realistic late game scenario, your opponents have at least 75 armor. That is just like generic, squishy range champion just has at least that much before runes, before items, before anything. In those cases, Lord Dominic's percent armor pen is 18% more damage. Now, want to point out that that does not make it quite as good as you can see the, the baseline DPS of 931. Lord Dominic's, just against a squishy, is not inherently better than Essence Reaver for auto attacks. The, the extra attack damage, the extra crit chance, that's better than the 18% in the, the 45 AD. But if you are against 150 armor, that is the breakpoint where in pure auto attack DPS, if you're against 150 armor, which any realistic tank in a late game scenario has, Lord Dominic is objectively better than Essence Reaver or Storm Razor for your pure auto attack DPS. Now the extra bit is that Lord Dominic also multiplies spell damage. So if you are, let's say, playing Crit Kaisa and you care about the damage your Q deals, well, Lord Dominic multiplies Q, Storm Razor doesn't. Um, if you're playing Tristana and you care about how much damage explosive charge deals, Lord Dominic matters for that, Storm Razor doesn't. If you care about Ash's Volley, if, you know, just think about any other Crit Marksman who literally has physical damage spells, which all of them do, Lord Dominic multiplies those when Storm Razor as Retriever don't. So that is one other thing to keep in mind, uh, that in general, Lord Dominic is a sort of global 18 to 30% more physical damage multiplier on top of the 45 AD, giving you a pretty solid 20% more auto attack DPS. You put those things together, you get to the point where it's actually better than Essence Reaver or Storm Razor. Now, we want to talk about defensive items really, really quickly. It's going to be a very shallow dive because this gets a little bit too hard to, to cover very effectively, which kind of kind of keep the DPS thing on your screen so you can kind of still in the kind of back of your mind uh, look at exactly how much uh, less damage you're dealing here. Um, Phantom Dancer is freaking incredible. It is an absurdly, absurdly good item. We're going to, again, assume level 18 for these scenarios. 
but the 600 point shield that Phantom Dancer gives you is a 27% durability amp. That is absolutely incredible. It is the, I think, single best item you could buy for any realistic scenario. Um, because 600 points of health is is just really, 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 really high. Um, you know, in general, you're you're having you know 2200-ish HP, and 600 is a full quarter of that, um, and it's just absolutely incredible. It is so very, very good, and it is why that the most common Nefelios build is Infinity Edge Hurricane for upper DPS, and then saying, well, I should just go instantly into Phantom Dancer because I just. It, it, it's it's good for damage, right? It's great for damage. It's it's some attack speed and it's it's more than sixty percent damage, um, going from fifth from fifty to seventy five crit. Um, and it's a six hundred point shield late game, which is which is just outlandishly good and keeps you alive against everything. Um, the next thing I want to bring up though is a direct comparison between Death Dance and Bloodthirster. Running the math really quick and just trust me on it. Um, Bloodthirster being a three hundred fifty point shield is pretty good. It is. Um, like 12-ish percent more health, uh, because it's like roughly where your health bar lies before then. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's some lifesteal. It's good damage. Don't get me wrong. It's, you know, 36% more damage. It's pretty good. Um, but it is, it is kind of just simply a 350-point shield that is, that is pretty good. It's, it's, you know, 10 to 12% more durability. Death's Dance, by comparison, is a lot more than that, right? We, we looked at the earlier graph. I can bring that up real quick, that graph about how much health matters versus how much armor and MR matters for a ranged champion. That is true for things like Bloodthirster versus Death's Dance, right? Where a 300-point shield on Bloodthirster is about 800 health worth of... Um, sorry, 800 gold worth of health, and the 30 armor and 30 MR on Death's Dance is about 600 gold worth of armor and 600 gold worth of MR. Uh, so it's 1,200 gold worth of armor MR versus 800 gold worth of health. That's really, 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 really good. Armor and MR, especially when you already have, when you already have a Phantom Dancer shield, uh, the just pure armor MR value of Death's Dance, I think it's actually incredibly, incredibly underrated. It's also part of why people like Mercurial Scimitar so much, because Magic Dust is their lowest stat overall. And though even though they are giving up some sort of basic DPS, they are gaining that 35 Magic Dust, which is essentially doubling their Magic Dust. And it's actually a pretty meaningful amount of durability overall. So there's the kind of look at that question. You can kind of see the DPS comparison as the basic point, but also to kind of come back to the point that, hey, Van Rancher is very good. And because it's essentially raw health, it multiplies or furthers the value of buying some armor and magic resist. So I thought that was worth delving into, and hopefully those were all useful topics to cover. That'll do it for this episode of The Sideshow. Please keep sending your questions in about League and everything else that you're interested in. Uh, I will answer them with fancy graphs and good old-fashioned math. Tweet me at Riot Freak or leave them in the comments below. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.